Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast. <laughs> Episode 47, we're back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> we told you guys we'd be back a little more regularly, especially for playoffs. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you, know, you know why I played it, right? Of course. <laughs> you want to get into I... that real quick? Just a short? I'm down. LeBron... Oh, well, I'm Tyler, by the way. Yeah, I'm Mike. Okay, so LeBron's having trouble getting people in Space Jam, man. Yeah. Serious trouble. Giannis said he's not doing it. Um, I think he asked the Warriors guys they're not doing it. Another thing is, I don't know if people, like, not on Nike or Jordan, like, should be in there. Like, I think it's weird. Right. I'm on Lee Ning, and I'm in the <laughs> Space Jam movie, yeah. you know? So that rules out a lot of guys too now because when that was out, it was before all the contract deals and stuff like it is now. But then Anthony Davis, of course, his attire last night <laughs> with the That's All Folks shirt. <laughs> it's a great shirt. <laughs> I can't lie. It is a nice shirt, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know what I think? I saw this, uh, I can't remember where, but I like the point that I saw that was saying that maybe it's not as like people are reading into it a little bit too much where into the fact that he can't get stars Uh. (laughs) where I think it could be. And if, I don't know if I'm right or if the people who are reading into it are right, but um, it could be the fact that guys just have a busy schedule because a lot of the guys now are promoting themselves. They're going to other countries, promoting their shoes you know, uh-huh. building their brand, which LeBron started. Uh-huh. Um, but that could be one of the reasons that some of the guys are having problems, like, finding a time. I'm not buying that. <laughs> I don't know, I, man. I believe it, but everybody, I mean. Well, it's just, it's just, I would, I understand, like, if LeBron can't get people to the Lakers. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, I understand not critiquing LeBron that way. But for guys to not say or to say no to a a movie that's going to be a big deal, whether it's awful or great, <clears throat> I feel uh-huh. like, I, why would you do that? What do you have to gain from saying no to that movie? <laughs> they probably just think they don't have anything to gain by saying yes. Well, if that's the case, then LeBron's got huge problems. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Really, at this point, we've talked about it already, how we're not even sure if Space Jam, if Looney Tunes will be relevant at this point, if Space Jam is, you know, if people really want to see Space Jam again and all that. So, I mean, the players might be thinking the same way. Yeah, man, they're just... Because you got to think it's only a select guys that are worth being in it. Like, he's not going to go get Eric Bledsoe to be in it. Yeah, it's got to be like Durant... Like Harden, CP3, like yeah. some of those big name guys that are that you see on TV outside of just 
NBA games. Right. And like you said, they those guys market themselves. You know, Durant has his own movie. Steph right. does he does film, his wife has a show and all that. Like yeah. you know, these these guys they do do their own thing. So I mean, I think they had a better window back when it was like I don't even know if Blake Griffin is still on Jordan. But he had like the Jordan guys. It was Westbrook, Blake, Kawhi, and someone else. Isn't Kawhi a new balance guy now? Yeah, now, yeah. But I'm saying he had a window back then to do it. Mm, where right, he had right. enough Jordan guys to do it, but now yeah. yeah. But all right, moving on. <laughs> no, uh, last thing. It's just We've talked about this with movies, talking about like sequels that are just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those sequels that's like, why would you, why did they do a sequel to Like Mike? Like, who was asking for a sequel to Like Mike? Without Bow Wow. Right. <laughs> I wanted another Bow Wow one. I definitely didn't want anybody else in it, though. Right. That's what they're doing here. They're like, we're going to do another one, but LeBron is going to do it. Like, that's already a terrible idea. Right. So, yeah, man, it's just, it's a, I really hope, the only thing I hope for is, I just hope it's not bad enough to fuck up the original. What demographic do you think is going to go see that Space Jam? I couldn't tell you. Like, what age group? It's got to be, like, the 7 to 12 range. (laughs) Do you know anyone in that age group? Yeah, I mean, I coach third graders, but... I mean, go, go up to any of them and ask them what any of the Looney Tunes catchphrases are. Any of them. Yeah. <laughs> any I, of them. They may not even know what's up, Doc. Yeah, man. It's just a thing of the past. Like, why? It would just be weird, man. It's going to be weird either way, but I'm still going to see it, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> For sure. I'm not going to go to the theater, bro. I'm a, Absolutely I'm not. See it. Yeah. If I'm not going to go see Uncle Drew, which I heard was actually not that bad. I've heard mixed things. I'm definitely not going to go see fucking Space Jam 2. From people who I know that like watched Uncle Drew from the beginning, they didn't like it. But the people who didn't know all about like the the YouTube and commercials and stuff, they liked it. So Yeah. Because a lot of people think it just got so diluted. Now there's like nine different Uncle Drews. Like everyone is an Uncle Drew now. Yeah. Uncle Shaq. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Shaq really is old. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Robinson was a nice touch, though. Nate was great. The, all the commercials were great. They were. Yeah. They should have kept them there, though. One more. It should have been one more. Where they like thought alluded to bringing someone else in, mm-hmm. and then after that, it should have been over with. Maya Moore was fire. <laughs> Caught a dunk. Yeah. But, all right. Let's get into um, the football, man. The Football big... first? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Whichever one you want. Um, I guess AB's been a little bit of the bigger storyline. Because, like, I, meant, I, we, I talked to you about it briefly, about mm-hmm. how upset it made me. Mm-hmm. He somehow made it worse. Yeah, I since since more. I've talked to you about it, he somehow made it worse. Mm-hmm. So, Yesterday, right? 
right words? Yeah. yeah so for those who don't know we're talking about antonio brown mm-hmm. um if you watch football uh you are aware that he's one of the best he's a top three wide receiver in the football league um mm-hmm. he's debatably skill wise the best receiver in football mm-hmm. i don't agree with that but whatever that's not really the issue here mm-hmm. um my guy wanted to get out of the Steelers, and he got traded. He got traded, and he got paid. Um, and a lot of people laughed at the Steelers for that because they didn't really get anything. But you have to look at the, the situation that has played out and think the Steelers won the trade because the Steelers got a third and fifth round pick before I even get into what's what's been happening, like, the Steelers are actually making smart decisions. Even if, even if the, their picks end up sucking, getting rid of a guy this toxic is only positive. No matter how many receptions he was getting, no matter how much fucking touchdowns, he's not the quarterback. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And you see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. They're dealing through it. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking wide receiver, and he's acting like a child. That's that's true. Um, just to break down the situation real quick, um, he played with a, a receiver at on the Steelers for I believe two years, named Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, from what I've seen, he's a great receiver. He's improved every single year. He has great hands, good route runner, good athleticism, good size. Looks like he's going to be a quality receiver for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Antonio Brown made the claim that he fumbled, that Juju fumbled, and this is a quote, fumbled the season away, end quote. <laughs> now... Right. To say that on social media, even if the guy, you know what, even if he was right and Juju had four fumbles alone in the final game of the season, my guy, you weren't even on the fucking field. You literally quit on your team. You couldn't even wait the whole game. You left at halftime. So don't tell me don't tell me somebody fumbled the season away. Like on top of the fact that Juju had already acknowledged making that mistake at the time. How do you think that makes you look better? To just to just call out a guy on social media like he's one mistake that he made ruined the whole season. Mm-hmm. Really? When you're already on another franchise? Let it go. I've been talking a lot. Like, what are your thoughts before we even get into part two? No, I, I, I truly agree with everything you said. <laughs> I really do, man. I yeah, don't man. have as much energy towards it as you, but maybe just because I'm not surprised. But I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah, man. It's too many people that have been around him. I know a lot of people don't really respect, like, like sports analysts and sports talk show people. But a lot of people in that field have said that this guy, is he's not a good guy. He's a selfish guy. Uh, he's only about himself. And, I mean, 
he's he's proving that. Right. And he he somehow made it even more disgusting by posting the old uh, I think it was direct message DM of Juju asking him for advice when he was in college. Yeah. What kind of state of mind can you be in to think that you're going to put that out there and that that's going to make Juju look worse? Yeah, that was completely uncalled for in my opinion. I'm really thinking, like, I don't want to make the assumption that, you know, something is wrong with him. But but you got to analyze that a little deeper because it just logically does not make sense to do that. <laughs> what do you mean that um, something is wrong with him? In what way? Just something upstairs, man. I don't know if it's like, if there's a jealousy, like if it's just intense jealousy. But he just, he's a member of the Oakland Raiders. Move on. You have you have a team that you have claimed you're going to lead. And this is what you do? Right. Like, bro, how, how, do, how are Oakland players reacting to this? Like this guy, not only not only did he do a fucked up thing, but he exposed personal information and a personal conversation that was expected to be kept private. Right. Like that's yeah. just a bad person thing to do. It is for sure. So like I I I really hate that he did that, and it makes him look so much worse, and it just makes the Raiders look worse because the Raiders have they chose to pay him. Right, you're gonna let Khalil Mack go, who's been insanely um, incredible in his entire career so far. You let uh, Amari Cooper go, who you know he's not the best receiver, but he's never a fucking problem in the locker room. Right, and you pay this guy, who clearly only cares about himself. Yeah, clearly. Like it's there's getting annoying to... there's no other way to explain it, and I hate that he he's so delusional that he continues to make himself look like a or he attempts to make himself look like a victim. Right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. That, that's really all I have to say about it. It's just disgusting to do that. Like, I would hope nobody does that. Whether you like a teammate or you hate a teammate, I still would expect uh, a professional athlete not to behave this way <laughs> yeah he needs some kind of guidance man i mean i know he's not going to get it at this point but it seems like he is lacking a mentor of some sort in my opinion <laughs> what's crazy is he was on the shop so you know he's got like big athlete names around him or people that he could turn to. Yeah, but LeBron is not a good other athlete role model at all. He might be one of the worst, actually. He's good for, you know, kids and stuff. But other athletes, nah. Because, I mean, him knowing LeBron might be why he's in this situation in the first place. I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, for, for all the questionable stuff LeBron's done, LeBron never like openly bashes teammates right you know what i mean and it's just it just doesn't make sense to me that he took a he looked at the situation was like i'm gonna handle it like this 
and it's gonna make me look better. Like, dude, what were you thinking? <laughs> right. Yeah. Man. Well. <laughs> it's it's hard, like, after seeing this, it's hard not to root against him. I agree with that, for sure. Who? He's, he's made me hate the Raiders. Like, I, I already had problems with, you know, what Gruden was doing. Yeah. But I never had an issue with the franchise. Like, I thought it was cool that they, they have this history of, like, they used to be super dirty and they've been unsuccessful for a while, but with still super loyal fans. Right. And they, they were like a cool franchise, even when they were losing. Right. And now, it's just like, that's your main guy? That kind of person is your main guy? That's terrible. Yeah, I agree. That's a terrible sure. culture to set in your locker room. Yeah. But. Yeah, th- you know... Uh... And that's just such an invasion of privacy to have the personal uh, message out there, you know, when you were in a vulnerable place asking someone for help and, you know, like, it, that's not comedy at all because we've all been in the place where we needed some mentoring and you see that he probably never got mentoring if he was never, you know, available to give it because he obviously didn't answer like in a good way and then they got on the team and now they're not cool like you know what's crazy is juju has stood up for him at every turn yeah like with all the nonsense that was going on all juju ever did to the public was defend him yeah and and you see although he was was there another football player on the shop of that episode um i don't believe so right He's cool. He's probably cool with all the basketball players. Right, probably right. all fun and games. But with the other football players, he he isolates himself. He's all about him, man. He's might be. I I don't remember. When was the last time you seen an, an athlete this selfish? Like and be so blatant about it. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's been a long time. That's from, like he's literally putting the fact that he only cares about himself yeah and he he walked in his first press conference as a raider talking about i gotta lead right bro how are you leading if you're still not only focused on the past but you're being so disgusting about it too (laughs) i was i was gonna say durant but i i gave enough durant hate last time but Durant showed signs of that. Not as bad as... Not not this Anthony, bad, no. Yeah, not even close as Antonio. But I mean, you know, there was clearly an issue in OKC, but Durant never just said, like, Westbrook was selfish or Westbrook was this. You know what I mean? Yeah, but just... <laughs> Westbrook waking up one morning and Durant not being on the team anymore is pretty... As selfish as it can get. Oh, we'll talk... Somebody did do that. We'll talk about that act. Right. right. Shout out to the Laker legends out there. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to go into Nick? Nasty Nick? Mm, let's do it. Uh, did you have any thoughts? I'll let you go first on this one. No, you got it. All right. Might, might get on a little bit of a rant again. Do you have like the, um, I don't have like the full quote. 
Yeah, do I, I don't. I, I, the stuff I remember was he... So basically, uh, Nick Saban, Alabama head coach, probably by far the most known college football coach out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he works uh, for Alabama, uh, the, I would say the best program in college football. Yeah. They call it a factory. Right. I, we'll get to why, but they, they just call it that. Um, and he made the statement that uh, it's it's basically it's difficult that a lot of these guys are leaving to enter the draft early, um, and it's it's difficult on him on the organization. Uh, but the way he said it was, you know, saying that these guys are making a mistake, according to him. He's not He's not assuming that maybe they make a mistake, maybe they're making the right choice. No, he's, making, he's jumping to the conclusion that they're making a mistake. Right. And he chooses to get slick and say, I'm not going to name any names, but we had a third-round guy... Uh, that came out last year, bro. You had one third round guy. <laughs> you couldn't Wait, be a little more subtle. I think I have the. I think I have it. Hold on, let's see. Let's see if uh... that shit gonna make me mad to listen to. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, look, he's the not. The question wasn't it, a good question either, but right. It, yeah, let's see here. I think here it is. I want to hear it. Just I don't want to miss any de- like important details. They're supposed to slant. They don't slant. You know, so it's really uh, you can see the talent, you can see the ability, uh, but they they've got to develop confidence. You know, when they hear a call that this is what I do and trust in that it's and believe in one. that. Um, and right now, in practice, it's starting to happen. Uh, but the next step is we got to get it in a competitive situation. Two more Cecil. Uh, Coach, just as a follow-up to that, probably even in the the years that you've been here, 10 years ago, you might have one guy, two guys leave after his junior year. Um, Now, seven, eight, nine guys leave after their junior year. Do you see that on the field in in spring practice? Is that a noticeable difference? I think there's no question that it's different, but I don't think it's any different here than it is every place else. You know, we've had this conversation, I think, before, but I don't know. I've heard – I don't really look at it. I've heard 135 guys. I had 142 guys went out early for the draft. Uh, I do know there's some pretty compelling stats out there about guys going out early for the draft. Uh, I think in the last five years, not counting this year, there's been 380 players or thereabouts go out early for the draft, and 25% of those guys didn't even get drafted. And another 25% weren't on a team in three years. So that means 50% of the guys that went out early for the draft had failed careers. But if you look at the number of guys that were first and second round draft picks, there were very few guys that had failed careers. Now we have guys that have no draft grades, seventh round grades, free agent grades, fifth round grades that are going out for the draft. And, you know, the person that loses in that is the player. Um, you know, you got your third round draft pick. And we had one here last year. I'm not mentioning any names. Um, goes and starts for his team, so he's making third-round money, which is not that great. Be the first guy taken in his position this year, probably, and make 
15, 18 million dollars more. So the agent makes out, the club makes out. Now they got a guy that going to play for that kind of money for three more years. Right? And everybody's out there saying, we'll get to your next contract. Well, there's obviously a pretty 50% of these guys are never getting to a next contract. Uh, and that doesn't mean all the rest of them got to one either. So uh, it's the culture and it's the trend. And, you know, I've, I've actually changed how I talk to recruits now. You know, I tell every recruit that I talk to, the reason that you're going to college is to prepare yourself for the day you can't play football. I think we have a lot of people way back in high school right, that look at college as a conduit to get to the NFL. And look, I am 100% NFL. I'm 100% guys having careers. Right, but people have to be smart about the business decisions they make relative to the NFL because it is all business. And when people make emotional decisions, they're going to have to suffer some really difficult consequences for their self in the future. Because you don't have to go out for the draft early. You can come back and play. We've had six or seven guys here that had second and third round grades that became top 15 and first round draft picks and made a significant amount of money doing that. Uh, so there's some really good examples of guys that did it that way. And, um, you know, so I, I just, and look, I'm all for every one of our guys that went off for the draft. I'm going to do everything I can do to try to get them drafted as high as they can get drafted. Because right, once they say they're leaving, the, what benefits our program is that they do great. And I want them all to do great. Uh, but I don't think that not just our players, there's a significant amount of players that are not making good business decisions about what they do. And yeah, it affects our team. But our team turns over more quickly. We just have to have more better young guys that can go out there and learn how to play and provide depth to the team and it's not going to be all right you can stop it what kind of yeah all right so now that we heard the quote mm -hmm. um again i don't disagree with the overall point that he's trying to make right i just hate the way he chose to express it yeah he he went way too long into the other players and his specific players because yeah what he's saying isn't wrong but it shouldn't be so personal. It really shouldn't have been a First personal of all, attack. On I, I hate that. I hate that he tried to regurgitate all these fucking stats about how difficult it is to get into the NFL. Like, right. bro, it's we know it's difficult to be a pro athlete. Yeah, but you can't. You can't make the statement that you just you're you know better than an 18, 19, 20 year old kid who's not making any fucking money. And he wants to chase his dream of playing football, and you're asking him to make the right business move. How do you know he's not making the right business move? Right. You don't. You don't know that he doesn't come back and blow out his knee or blow out both his knees or you know something awful happens. God forbid. Right. So you can't just you can't put it one sided like you're you're only out for the best interest of the guys. But you're telling them what their best interests are. Right. That's a selfish way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So, and I hate that he didn't... Honestly, I probably wouldn't even have had much of an issue with this statement if he didn't annoyingly call out a specific guy. Right. You know what I mean? And the way he did it is so, like, petty. is so, so irritating. 
Um, so yeah, man, I just, and Ronnie Harrison, I mean, I didn't really notice him on the Jaguars, but he's a, he's playing. Right. So I love his response talking about keep my name out your mouth. Like, and he made, he made it clear. Like, dude, are you really for the kid at that point? If you're telling him what the best decision is, you don't care about the kid. You, you only care about your, your team, your organization. Right. So I think that's selfish to put it that way. Yeah, it's it's selfish. And, you know, some of these guys don't really have a choice but to go. You know, some, some of these guys are in these situations where they need money. Some of them are playing for their lives. That's what I'm saying. You, you can't. Remember, I'm, I, this is a basketball parallel, but do you remember Thomas Robinson from Kansas? Yeah, for sure. He lost both his grandparents and his mother, and his sister had to sleep in his dorm room for mm-hmm. half the year. Jesus. He needed money. He needed to go to the league. Right. It didn't matter what else was going on. He needed, you know, he had other things to do. Ben McLemore, another another Kansas guy, He, him and, like, his four siblings all slept in one bedroom growing up. Yeah. These guys, I mean, they're not thinking about – the thing is, once you make a million dollars, you can always come back and pay for college after that. Right. After you have one million, it, you know, it's. <clears throat> he doesn't, he, it's, it's disrespectful to assume to understand everybody's situation. Or to generalize everyone's situation. Right. Just exactly. Just because they're all athletes. Exactly. They all have the same opportunities. They don't. Yeah, man. They definitely I, don't. I, I just, I hate that. Yo. I, honestly, it might be a flat-out fucking lie. Him talking about uh, we we tell you uh, these everybody I recruit, I tell them that we're preparing you for what happens after football. No, you don't. I guarantee you, he walks into half of these top recruits and be like, "Dude, I get you to the NFL. Like, you know, you're gonna get you. We're a factory here. We churn out NFL players." Alabama isn't like the top education or anything right <laughs> i'm sure most of those guys are studying sociology or you know business just whatever the minimum is to graduate you know for football football is really what they're there studying yeah all you had to do was make the point that it's frustrating that some guys leave and maybe they're not prepared when they leave yeah. why make it personal why go like you said why talk for a fucking hour about like how the system is messed up and how these guys are screwing themselves over when you don't know everyone's situation. Yeah. He could have said that like at at another time, maybe like actually in the season instead of right now where like it really guys are actually graduating now and stuff. It's like it's just a weird timing too for him to say what he said, how he said it. You know, if it was like 5 years from now, and he said eight years ago we had a guy in the third round, but not just last year. Like, <laughs> it's it's really annoying that he tried. I'm not gonna name any names, but call out a specific fucking guy. <laughs> that is so fucking irritating to me. Like, what kind of dickhead does that? <laughs> yeah, that is such like petty, the... like childish behavior. <laughs> It's like the Lakers saying, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but we had a guy who, who was president that was a 6'10 point guard. <laughs> right. 
how many six ten point guards has there ever been? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. You know was... what all this stuff is showing me? What? Yo, if I get famous, I'm spending a a, a large portion of my money on somebody who like a professional who can han- handle social media and just media in general. And there's a lot of them now. Right. There's a lot of social is, media professionals. There's honestly a career in that because some of these guys I like I just don't understand why they say the things they do. Yeah. Like you could have made your point so much simpler. Right. And and so much less offensive and like disrespectful and wrong. Yeah. So but, but yeah, man, I'm I'm not trying to. Say, he's not a bad coach. Like I, I don't think he's a bad. He's a great college football coach, obviously. Yeah, and and you know he was he was making a point for a good reason. I I believe I believe the, I believe he had good intentions with the, with his answer. I just don't think he said it in the correct way. Yeah. Because it it is a problem that these guys are taking the leap and not making it and then have nothing to fall back on and they're sure. out in the G League in the Canadian League whatever you well, know there's that it, new NF uh, football league starting soon yeah it's going to be three leagues right yeah and they're going to take guys like after the first year i think yeah but see which would be crazy i mean they have to prove that they could get people to the NFL that and that's a lot worse. It's harder doing that than the G League because right. you could really, your life can end. Football, football. is so yeah. It's... Yeah. What if you have? What if you get a brain condition with concussions and you never made a million dollars? Right. You know, I I wouldn't play in a league where I'm out there getting hit like a like an NFL yeah, player. You're I'm putting not your you're NFL honestly money. putting your life on the line. Right. So you can't suggest to these guys that like. You know, you're fucking up. You don't know what you're doing. Like, bro, some of these guys don't have the luxury to weigh both options. No, they don't. They got to make a choice. And, I mean, how many guys make the choice to, to stay in school rather than chase their dream of being a pro athlete? Yeah. Even if it's the smallest opportunity. Like, those guys that are getting the small opportunity, that is the best opportunity they're going to get. So they have to chase it. Yeah, well, I think his point was that, you know, the, some guys think they have the best opportunity they're, opportunity they're going to get, and they don't. They have they could right. have more opportunity. No, yeah, that's correct. But, you know, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> and that's to do, you got to do one or the other. So, all right, I'm off that. Um, where are we now, Magic? Uh, let's, let's talk about something positive, man, UVA. Before we get into, oh yeah, okay, the mess that is the L.A. <laughs> right. So we both watched the national championship. Yep. Um, great game. It started a little bit slow, but but it was still very competitive. Uh, very even, evenly matched. I thought, especially in the first half. It was, yeah. Um. And before before we really get into like takeaways from the game, uh, it it was nice seeing UVA win because the the stuff they went through last year and they were ridiculed and made fun of. Yeah, it was a good comeback win uh, for sure. Yeah, man, it was a they had a great season. 
Yeah. Um, they this, they showed the stat that they've kept every opponent this year under their average, mm-hmm. which is which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and they play at like the slowest pace in college basketball practically. Yeah. Uh, which is like anti what basketball has actually like been becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, they just looked like the more experienced team. Yeah, that that really what is what it came down to. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Jerome he didn't have that as big of a scoring night, but he made so many plays. Um, mm-hmm. He was he accounted for like fifteen of Hunter's what twenty seven. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he was setting him up left and right for jumpers for finishes. Yeah. And and credit to Hunter because we did talk about him needing to be more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did contribute. I mean, twenty seven, and a lot of that came in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and guy and Kyle guy was great, of course. Yeah, was, this was probably his only great game of the tournament, and I'm glad he saved it for the championship. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, he he looked like the most experienced player out there. Um, and. And the real issue for me was Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech's best players didn't play that well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The, they, I think, man to man, they had a better team of individual guys. Mm-hmm. But Virginia had the more, you know, more veterans, more experienced, seasoned guys, and they played. They played more. They played better as a team. And yeah. Even though it seems like Culver and Mooney, like the other guys, they had should have been able to counteract the you know overall depth of Virginia, and they just couldn't. Well, that one bench guy was was eating. I can't remember his name. From t- Tech. From Tech, he was keeping him in the game uh, for a, a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. He's the thick, like light skin one. He's tatted up. Yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name either. He's had big games this year too. Yeah, man, he he was huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I honestly like you kind of brushed over Culver. Yeah, I I thought he was a big reason why they lost. For sure. He for sure. Not only early on he was he was clearly uncomfortable. He uh he was forcing it a lot of the time. He missed yeah. a number of easy shots early, which was a big deal considering the game was four to three for the first like six minutes and it was francis you're talking about right francis yeah he had a great game yeah yeah he did yeah um and he's a freshman i think too right um no no he's he redshirted so he's a senior he's a redshirt senior Oh, okay yeah i think he skipped last year all right um Mm -hmm. well yeah like mooney mooney didn't really have a huge impact and he he did end up like getting involved towards the end but yeah. for a a, lo- a large chunk of the game, he was just doing nothing. Yeah, and it seemed like they had a hard time keeping like everyone in the game. Like they didn't really play balanced. Yeah. Like Virginia does, or did I mean? But yeah. yeah, it was it was a weird, it was a weird energy because it wasn't a lot of exciting plays. Like you said, it started yeah. out kind of boring, but it was good basketball. But it just wasn't any exciting like. It just won a lot of exciting shots until the end. 
But Jerome, again, made every big play. He did, yeah. Every time the shot clock came down uh, to like five, six seconds, he would get something good out of it. Yeah. Like, he couldn't get by his defender for 20 seconds, but then the last five seconds, he's unstoppable. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he's he was incredible. Yeah, he was my he still was my MVP. I don't care what Yeah, for sure. What they say. Yeah. Um it, it was a great game, man. A great moment for UVA. I I loved like it, it was one of those genuine great sports moments. Mhm. Uh it, it was hard to, you know, I picked them to win. I mean, I wasn't confident in them, but I did pick them in my bracket, so. Mhm. Yeah. It was good to see him win. Good. It's, I think it's always good to see those comeback stories, Cinderella stories and comeback stories. And I like that Bennett coached the game well. Yeah, he did. I'm yeah. happy because he's been under a lot of a lot of scrutiny for you know why they've been disappointing for a number of years. Yeah. Especially in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, but he he overcame it and probably coached one of his better games. Yeah. At the perfect time. Okay. Anything else for uh, NCAA? Uh, no, man. Uh, Barrett declared for the draft. That's expected. Um, Jones said he's coming back. Uh, that's a good comeback for them. I'm happy that they're gonna get a quality point guard. They probably wouldn't. He probably had one coming anyway. <laughs> well, he probably. I don't know, but he might have. Better than Jones. It's not that hard. Anyone in the top 20 should be better than Jones, honestly. <laughs> but Yeah. But Jones is a good college guard to have. Yeah, but, the, you know, the problem is with Duke. and They and, got you know, an overrated coach. <laughs> other than that, well, it's part of that. It, the problem with them is you almost need to leave when you, like, you almost need to go ahead and leave at Duke. Because if you don't leave and someone else comes... Your stock is gonna go down, right? And um, that happened to that happened to somebody recently with them. I can't remember, but it, you know it, it's tough. It's tough for them. You, the longer you stay, the more chance you you're, you lose your stock. Because let's say he stays and they get a number one point guard in the country next year, and then he starts and he goes off. Then Jones is a bench player. Yeah. And then where is his stock? I mean, in the toilet. Right. It, it wasn't very high now, but is it would be a lot lower for sure. So, um, we'll see though. He he obviously has guidance. You know, he has his brother. So, yeah. um, that's more than a lot of players, other players have. Is that guidance? Say, you know, this isn't it, man. You know, it's not time. A lot of these guys don't get that. Right. It's always it's very important to have the right people around you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it keeps. I feel like it keeps people from making the dumb mistakes that some people have been making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to ha- good to have someone who's already made the mistakes too. For sure. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> What's next? I mean, it's magic. <laughs> I should have known. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold.
Oh my god. <laughs> what a perfect song for the situation. <laughs> great song, by the way. It is a great song. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Uh, so, for those who do not know, who yeah, live under a rock. Sum it up, yeah. Yeah, Magic has stepped down as president of basketball operations for the Lakers and will no longer be working for the Lakers. Um, he said in a crying interview yesterday um, that he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to let anyone down. He likes Luke. He didn't want the responsibility of firing him. Um, it's a lot of things going on. He didn't like the gossip and whispers and plotting behind his back. He said it was just a lot, and he just wants to go back to just being Magic. So, um, yeah. What do you think, man? Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, it, this, this situation really, really caught me off guard. It caught me off guard, too. Him leaving caught me off guard, for sure. Yeah, and I gotta say right off the bat, before we get into the conspiracies and what's gonna happen with the Lakers, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucked up that he didn't talk to the Lakers, and, like, like, you have to talk to the Lakers before doing this. Well, that's what he said, right? But he also said he was in a meeting with them yesterday. So, well, the, that was yesterday. He said he was in a meeting with them. But what's, what's today? Wednesday? He said he's in a meeting with them Monday. So, he could have been asked to step down Monday. And they could have said, well, just tell us when you're going to do it. And he just didn't tell them when he was going to do it. You know? I mean... It, rarely, rarely do people just randomly step down, honestly. Oh yeah, that's to me. That's a huge like. That gives me reason to think there was something like really bad going on. Yeah. So if he, if there's even a chance that he got asked to step down, he doesn't need. To, I don't think he has any obligation to tell him at that point. All right. If if, the, if fired, that's the case, I I agree with you. Yeah. If I get fired, I don't have to tell you when I'm not coming back. And <laughs> just walk out and leave. Hmm. But but. I do agree. If it, if it was a situation where they just had a disagreement and he just said, you know what, forget y'all, and he, he did that, then, yeah, I agree. that It is kind of weird that he didn't say anything to him. I don't know how bad the argument was. You know, we don't know. It could have been really bad. and could have been like a friendship-breaking type thing where he said, yeah. all right, and then did that. So I haven't heard anything from the other management, whether they're surprised. I heard that LeBron is surprised and stunned. I'm happy. I'm happy that LeBron is stunned. I'm 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 pissed off that uh like why, why are I'm you happy pissed that off he's stunned? Because it bothers me that a lot of the stuff I've been seeing in terms of reactions to this mm-hmm. is it's uh, like it's messed up that he didn't talk to LeBron. Like, dude, stop. That that's the type of shit that ruins franchises. Oh, when LeBron deserves more say, like he needs to know the news first and all that. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't know this for a fact, and we we don't really know anything, but, um, we don't really know anything for certain. But I, I really believe that Magic was probably like really shook at the fact that LeBron is a more powerful figure than he is in the organization. I completely agree. Like you're talking about a Lakers legend who's in a high position on the fucking organization and this guy comes in and just basically runs the show 
And the other thing is, hearing LeBron say he's stunned doesn't mean that he is doesn't mean he heard it the same way we heard it. Like Magic could have called him and told him, and LeBron was stunned then. Yeah, he didn't say I was stunned watching ESPN this morning. Right. He could have said I was stunned that Magic decided to leave. So he could have got the news weeks ago and been stunned and just yeah. waited for it to come out to admit he was stunned. So that doesn't mean he didn't talk to him about it. It just means that LeBron didn't say anything about it until now. You know? Or mm-hmm. it also means that LeBron didn't already know that he was going to get asked to step down if he did get asked to step down. Right. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just, I mean, it's it's just so weird that he just pulled the media over and told about I'm out. That sounds like being fired. It's so right. spontaneous. Yeah. I want to go back to being magic. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I, I don't like that. It seems like it's one of those situations where the going got tough. Uh-huh. And he was like, and like this job isn't going the way I expected. Ah, you know what, man? You guys aren't letting me like call the shots and do what I want to do. I'm out. Oh, so you think he abandoned ship? And I'm not saying you think that. But you think that that's how it's being portrayed? Uh, it's it's not like that the ship he, is sinking. It's I don't think it's entirely like a mistake that he abandoned ship, because if he's if he's right about the stuff that's been going on, like if people have been lying or talking behind his back or just not really, you know, helping him do his job. Then yeah, I I get what he why he's doing what he's doing, right? But it still it just seems like the going got tough, and he said, you know what, man, I don't want to do this. Like this isn't going like how I wanted to go. You guys aren't letting me do this and do that, so I'm out. Right. And the the reason I could believe that is because he did it as a coach. Mm-hmm. He's not slick. I know it was before I was born, but he's not slick with that shit. Yeah. I, rem- I remember reading about it and, and seeing information about the fact that he just, just you know, he said, I'm, I'm Magic Johnson. I could do whatever. So I'm going right. to coach the Lakers. I'm going to coach some of my former guys. Right. And started off hot, kind of like the Lakers did this year. <clears throat> Became a disaster, and he was gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is kind of the same type of behavior. Yeah. And I hate that he fucking sat there or he stood there and cried talking about, I love Jeannie like a sister. Um, I love the Lakers, like blah, blah. Like, bro, you don't, even if you don't do this, if you love the Lakers and you love Jeannie and love the Lakers players, like you don't do this. At least not in the way he said. Right. That's not how you do it. Like, now, yeah. if you came out and said, look, I just realized this job was harder than I thought and I'm not the right guy. And he said, I love the Lakers, and obviously I'm not doing the best job, and I think someone else could do this job better. If he said that, I would, I'd totally be on board with him loving the Lakers. But just saying, you know, I just don't want to do this, I want to be magic, that doesn't sound like you love the team you're, you've yeah, been working on. The other issue I have is he, he did, like, he kind of revealed the Luke thing. That was weird, yeah. Like, don't reveal that. I love Luke. Like, 
Like, I want to make that decision. Like, bro, it's mean? so it's so obvious. Like, you're talking about firing him. And Luke still hasn't been fired. Right, which is crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> the fact that he said that and Luke is, like, if you're Luke watching the interview, what would you do? <laughs> Man, I, I mean, a, a professional would just go about his job. Just be like, whatever. I, they haven't fired me yet. I'm still here right. for now. But my thing is, if Magic wanted to fire him, are, that's that's the decision that caused the falling out. Like hell yeah, y'all should have fired Luke Walton. Y'all, I don't understand why y'all hired him in the first place. Because right. he had a couple of years of success on a on a franchise on a team that could coach itself. Right. Like, come on. There's all these in coaches out there that have resumes to back up. Like, Nick Nurse coached in fucking 100 different places. Um, some of the other... Mike Malone coached in a bunch of places. Like, all these guys have to build their way up to coaching professional basketball. Right. We talked about it last time. Jaeger was right. in the G League and all that. Vogel was all over the place. Right. And these... and. Walton just seems like the guy who's kind of gotten he's gotten the opportunities because he has a famous dad mm-hmm. you know what and I mean he, so he, he has played the, for championship teams right yeah but it's just it's confusing for, to me that that it people some people are portraying like because of the Luke Walton fire slash keep decision that's where the falling out happened. No, like I, he, it has to be more than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way Magic was like, "Oh, we should fire our coach who's been underwhelming." Like, that's that's good. That's him doing his job well. To me, if he's on either side of it, it shouldn't have anything to do with it. If he, even if he said, "Look, Luke's been here for two years. You're gonna fire him already." He had one chance. He's had half a season to play with to have LeBron. Right. Just half a season. That's not, I mean, you know, that's not cool. But, I, I mean, I could see him saying that. I think Luke, I don't know if Luke is the right guy, but like you said, this is just a trial and error time for Luke. This is his first head coaching right. job, so this is one of his L's. He might bounce back. It just might not be the right system. Nah, might not be the right management. It Luke's, Luke has a couple of different L's. Uh all the guys who've left the Lakers and are now either fucking borderline all stars or just great role players. Who? Uh, Deloading. Julius Randle. Uh, Zubac is a good player. Oh, that's not Luke, though. He had him for one year. But guys are getting better as, as soon as they leave the Lakers. But Luke isn't the reason they leave the Lakers, though. No, but they they don't show any of the game that they're showing with other teams. They didn't show any of that with the Lakers. Randall Randall was nice on the Lakers, low key. I th- I I was saying that last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was like, dude, Randall fucking showed me that I was completely wrong about him. Yeah. Um. Now Russell had his own thing, but um, wasn't Byron there when Russell started his drama? Uh, I, th- I want to say, Kobe's last yeah, year, I think. yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that was before Luke. I don't, I don't, I don't blame the other players on Luke though. That's all I'm saying. I get it. He, he probably should have did more with the team he had last year, but it was his first year that then 
And he he's not the reason the guys get traded. Maybe he needed this summer. All those guys had a summer without Luke. A summer to get nice. Yeah, I mean, I if don't know. Had, maybe if Luke had him for the summer, they would have blossomed more than they did before he got there. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. And it's hard to implement a new offense and all that just in your first year. It's tough. But um, So what do the Lakers just, do now? What do they do now? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I don't really know what magic I don't know what magic did, really, honestly. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. And I I don't mean that in a I don't mean that in a bad way towards magic because I'm I'm sure whatever magic does, he does a tries to do a good job, right? I think he gives full effort to anything he does. I think he's just one of those guys. But I don't know exactly what impact he had on the Lakers, so I don't know what him leaving does. Because I don't know exactly what he did. Yeah. We can guess that he's the reason LeBron came, but okay. But LeBron it, signed it for seems, five years. It seems like, it doesn't really seem like anybody recruited LeBron. It kind of seems like LeBron's plan was to go to L.A., yeah, before Magic got there, right? LeBron was already. I mean, it and, was rumors he was going to LA before that, yeah, for sure. And you know what's crazy is like LeBron, even though it's been a ridiculous and, and crazy season, LeBron looks seems to be ready for it. He's ready for all the criticism. He's ready for the the how bad they've performed. Talking about he knows what he signed up for. Like I really believe that. Hmm. Um. But Magic, on the other hand, just. Got the new, I guess he didn't want to do it. Right. It wasn't what he expected. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you want me to go into my conspiracy theory? Yeah, I got to hear it. Kind of goes into what the Lakers should do. I think that, I think the magic drama was not surrounded by, was not surrounded around Luke. I think it was around LeBron. And I think Magic likes LeBron. And I, I don't know who was on what side, right? But this is where I think the conversation was. I think it started what they should do with LeBron. Whether it was the management who thought they should trade LeBron or it was Magic who thought it should, they should trade LeBron. I would assume it was management and Magic, you know, didn't want to. But I think... In this last um, trade deadline, there was a lot of guys uh, up for auction, right? It was Porzingis. It was Anthony Davis. You know, Kyrie was rumored. Um, it was some other guys rumored, Whiteside, and, you know, guys who aren't, like, superstars. But there was a lot of guys that were out there looking to be traded at the deadline. Um, Conley, Kimba was, out, was up in the air for people. And... Um, the Lakers did nothing, right? And this was what everyone says was Magic's greatest failure for the Lakers. But I don't think that it was about trying to trade everyone else. I think it was about trading LeBron. And I think that that disagreement hurt them for the rest of the season. Like, for the full rest of the season. Because, honestly... If Magic couldn't trade all eight guys he was trying to trade, how can that really be his fault if the Pelicans don't take everyone on the team except for LeBron? 
like saying Magic couldn't get it done. I mean, what else could he offer? He had nothing else to offer but but LeBron. Now, if I'm the Lakers and I say, look, LeBron is obviously broken down. He's struggling to get healthy from this injury. He's playing. He probably shouldn't even be playing. We're losing games when he's playing. It doesn't look good. This experiment is a hot mess. Magic. We want Anthony Davis. Now, if you just traded LeBron for Anthony Davis straight up, and this team was the exact same team with Anthony Davis, you think they'd be this bad still? Yeah. You think they'd be worse? Um, I mean, I don't think so. They'd be about the same. But <clears throat> Anthony Davis said he would sign long-term. He's, what, 10 years younger than LeBron? Yeah. So, I mean, I would do that. For sure. If LeBron – having a – I'm not sure if he's healthy, LeBron, and a fully healthy Anthony Davis that promised to sign long term. Oh, I'm see you, LeBron. It was fun while it lasted. I can't. I couldn't imagine LeBron getting traded without his like consent. Oh, he has no trade clause, of course. Right. But look, if LeBron hasn't said no to a no trade clause yet. Because all the teams usually want him because he's performing well. Now, if he's not performing well, and they say, look, LeBron, I'm going to be honest, man. We don't, this isn't working. I don't think LeBron would just stay there for five years knowing the organization doesn't want him there. Or they say, look, we're rebuilding, and, you know, you're not, we're not in a win-now stage. LeBron wants to win now. So he'd say, okay, well, let's look at my options. He would do that. For sure. Obviously, he wants to win now. I'm I'm more of a believer that I think LeBron had planned to wrap up his career in L.A. for reasons that are beyond basketball. So you honestly believe LeBron has no intention of winning another championship? It's not that he has no intention. I don't want to say he has no intention, but I don't think... You can't tell me that he was going to the Lakers like... Oh, I I'm gonna win a championship here. Like I get everything I want out of L.A. and and Hollywood or whatever he's looking for, but I'm also gonna win a championship. If he really wanted a championship, there's no way in hell he would have gone to the Lakers. I think he wanted a championship on the Lakers. Yeah, if that's what you're saying, I, of course I think that. But if the Lakers tell him we're not winning a championship with you, he's not gonna stay. I don't think he would stay there. I don't know if the Lakers could tell him that, though. Why not? Because he's LeBron. <laughs> I mean, did you hear how delusional Magic sounded? Talking about of we're one fucking superstar away? No, you're of not. Of course, I've heard it. I've heard it with Phil Jackson, too, where he said we were getting Durant to play the two guard with Carmelo and D. Rose. That was one of the craziest things I've ever heard. And Lakers, is, they're doing the same thing to me. Oh, we're going to get Anthony Davis, and he's going to play the four and five, and LeBron's going to play every other position, and Lonzo Ball's going to lead us to the championship. Come on, man. It was all kinds of ludicrous stuff happening. Yeah. You know who also is a little bit more involved than we probably don't realize? Who? Uh, Kobe's boy. Palinka? Yeah, for sure. There's no way yeah. he had nothing like – he wasn't some kind of a factor in this situation. In Magic leaving? Whether it was uh, whether he was on Genie's side or 
hell, maybe he was one of those people who was doing the stuff behind his back and and being disingenuous or whatever. Well, reports uh, reports say that he was the main guy doing it, mm. but I I don't know what that I don't know what that means though. Like, so what? You mean he he <clears throat> like backstabbed him and said we should fire Magic or I don't you know, know if, Magic's not doing his job or something. I just think that he was probably, he was along the lines of, you know, I'm on your side, but behind closed doors he was saying, yeah, you know, Magic's Magic's path for that situation is fucking stupid or wrong. Oh, okay. Like, I could see him just completely disagreeing with Magic and just trying to take it straight to Genie or something along those lines. Um, maybe. I don't know. that's, I don't know. It sounds very juvenile, but if if that is what he was doing, then you know it is what it is. But well, to step down and <clears throat> to step down and say that uh, I just couldn't tell my boss because I just uh, I love her too much and she'd convince me not to step down. Mm-hmm. Like really? Come on, man. <laughs> you don't believe that? Hell no. I believe that. Them having an issue is what's caused this whole situation, apparently. Yeah, but like you said, if it's just Palinka, maybe she, maybe she would say, you know, you know, don't listen to Palinka. You guys just need to work it out or something. You never know what what she could have said, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, the Lakers it's have to. to the real question is who's going to fill the spot. Griffin. Uh, David Griffin. They can't. They can't do what they did with Palenka, where they just kind of randomly take a hometown guy, like also, just just out of nowhere. Me as a historic Laker fan, you know, I've always liked the Lakers as a franchise. Not, I mean, they're not my favorite team all the time, but I've always liked the franchise. I don't want like Cleveland in L.A. like. LeBron normally does. I hate when LeBron does that. And I don't want him to do it again this time. I don't want love in um James Jones and <laughs> Dude, I'm tired of I'm All tired of like it's become like a you have to build your team around LeBron and the way he plays. You have to build your management around LeBron. Which that's the worst. Oh, part. that's awful, yeah. But what's what's super annoying about that is like enough of that but that to me that's an indictment on LeBron's game for sure yeah for sure and that's what I'm saying like LeBron has to LeBron has to change something about the way he handles things let me ask you this this is a little bit off topic if you were drafting and not on 2k in real life if you were drafting from the history of basketball players who would you and you know it was like on auto draft where there's three players you could pick, and um, you know if they're available you would get them. Who would be your three? Just off the top first, of my head, first three picks. And yeah, in him, NBA history. And this is just like top guys that I would yeah. I would want to build my franchise around. Yeah, your first pick of your team, and yeah, in all of history, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Wade's not a bad pick. But they're playing. They're playing right now. 
Dwayne Wade. Like, okay. Um, my second one would be. Oof, that's tough. Uh, Greek Freak. Okay. Uh, and Steph. Okay. Steph, so Le- Steph, and D. Oh, if if you're getting to the point that LeBron's not making my top three, yeah, yeah, you made it for sure. He's not making mine either. I I would pick more historic <laughs> guys, but I, I'm I mean literally everyone to ever play, you could pick from. I'm saying you could pick uh, Will. You could pick. I got you. Anybody. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's not gonna be picked, no matter what the three I'm looking at. I doubt. I would have to. This is where like we we just talked about it. Like you said, it's an indictment on his game that f- franchises have to build themselves around him. Right. Mine would be Kobe, Shaq, and Steph, because I know no matter what, I have someone that is completely unstoppable. Right. In one way or another, and LeBron is yeah he's cool and he could probably play whatever position I can't fill. Oh, I don't have a point guard. Oh, LeBron will play it. I don't have a power forward. Okay, LeBron will play it. That's cool. But as far as then every other pick I have needs to be able to play with LeBron or needs yeah. to not be so good that they take away you know, from take LeBron. Away from, yeah. Right. The other guys, it doesn't matter who's on the team because they're going to get theirs regardless. Shaq is going to get 20 and 20 no matter who's on on the team. Steph's going to get his threes off. D Wade is going to play his D and get his 20, get his. 10 rebounds, no matter who's on the team, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not going to go into a long thing about that, but, yeah, LeBron is not that kind of guy. And it's not – we're not saying he's not one of the best ever, but it is tough. He's one of the toughest guys to have on your team ever as in management or coaching, anything. LeBron has probably the most pressure I remember him having since – I mean, for this upcoming next season – this is the most pressure he's probably had since he moved to Miami. <laughs> because because next season is going to either he's going to kill it and carry the Lakers whatever they look like whether it's with another guy or if it's the same roster. If he kills it, we're going to have to sit up here and say, "You know what, man? We we exaggerated. We thought LeBron was getting toxic. LeBron was becoming selfish, but maybe that's not the case. That that may not change that opinion, though. <laughs> but if he if he makes the Lakers relevant and moderately successful, at least, yeah, yeah, it has to change. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. if he comes back and again puts up top tier numbers, yeah, but the Lakers are average to below average yeah then then his career is gonna it's gonna make that blemish permanent because that's gonna be the story around him is that he's like he's a difficult player to build around yeah and that to me if that becomes a permanent narrative which if we have another year of this it's mm-hmm. undisputable at that point. And yeah. at that point, his his whole thing of being included with with Kobe and Jordan is gone. It's gone. I know it's already gone, but now that he's <laughs> now that he's not just not winning titles, 
he's impacting franchises in a negative way. Yeah. It he's done to me, man. As as a goat, it's over. Yeah. Okay. So I feel you. Yeah, man, we're gonna have to wait and see. And I'm like I'm already irritated because I just know I feel like we're gonna get these annoying LeBron stories throughout the playoffs. Yeah. I just I, I need him to be fucking silent. I need him to go zero dark thirty for the whole fucking summer. I feel you. Which I know is not gonna happen. I just I know there's gonna be nonsense surrounding him. <laughs> which which makes me hate when he says shit like like why you should never question my commitment to the game or nobody should ever question how competitive I am. Like, bro, you make us question that. I forgot about that zero dark thirty. <laughs> He's talking about I'm motivated now. Like you guys, like it's scary when I get motivated. Like you weren't fucking motivated this year. You, you weren't motivated to play some fucking defense. Kyle Kuzma has to push you to fucking contest a shot. Come on, bro. Leaders don't do that. Top NBA players do not do that. LeBron's corny, man. So There's corny. No- there's no news flash anymore. Even unfortunately. when even when Kobe was broken down playing his last two years, Kobe still tried to play fucking defense. Kobe still tried to take him to the playoffs. <laughs> That's it's so frustrating. I, you couldn't convince me that LeBron was trying to win the last couple games. I mean, not the last couple games, but the games that they needed to make the playoffs. Yeah. There's no way you could convince me. Me watching the games, I didn't see anyone trying to win the game. Hell no. There no was one. when LeBron came back, there was no sense of urgency. There was no sense of these are must-win games. They were getting spanked like a fucking college team. And goofing off. LeBron was out there trying one-legged shots, taking Steph Curry three-pointers, like airballing free throws, like bro, no. Getting blocked by Mario Hazonia. Bruh. Getting locked up by Mario <laughs> Hazonia. <laughs> and banged on. And Mario banged on him in the beginning of the game. Like Man. You know what's really the issue with LeBron? Is what? at a certain point, they started, um, they started explaining away his lazy play or his, you know, less than pure greatness play. When they would just explain it away by saying he's pacing himself. Yeah. Yo, what the fuck? When did that become okay? They made more. LeBron has more excuses made for him. Than oh my god, it's getting out of control. Ever. Can you imagine someone saying Kobe is pacing himself? That's, dude, Kobe oh my would curse god, somebody out just for saying that. Kobe used to, bro. When when the Lakers were trash. Kobe would still go off in practice trying to get these guys to play better. Yeah, for sure. Even when they were rebuilding, like when they knew right. he was just about when done, was he was still doing Jeremy it. Lin show. Yeah. Like, man, that, that hurts me. That hurts me that LeBron is the one who gives us reason to question how much, how much he loves the game and how committed he is. And then See, he man. has the audacity to be like, what's wrong with you guys? You can't do that. You you what that's disrespectful. Uh, you know what, man? And this is I'm not going to talk too much longer about this, but there's always been this eerie feeling that they wanted 
I don't want, I don't know how to say it like that, but I feel like LeBron is such a manufactured his greatness is somewhat manufactured. That's all I'm saying. The league really wants him to be the greatest. And they they really try hard. Media tries really hard to convince you with all these stats and everything. And you know, we I've talked about the stats before a little bit. But it is I mean, stats doesn't make you the greatest. It doesn't. The Not stats doesn't. No. And the even the wins don't. It something has to be said about watching someone and about the players who play with them. And it's just different, man. But I, I he's had this aura that the league has been pushing up and exalting for a long time. He does. I I, I do get it. He is a great face of the league. In terms of like, he's just he's a great guy. In terms of like community stuff, uh, his mm-hmm. influence is just so great. So I I understand why he's the face of the league, but it's almost like that's gone to his head. He just he he's become this untouchable figure who everybody just has to make it work around him. Yeah, for sure. It kind of makes me happy that Cleveland didn't get him. Uh, superstar his first time around. <laughs> Why? Big- he had Big Z. <laughs> Got his jersey retired. Big Z was solid, man. I'm not going to shit on Big Z. That is the most BS jersey retirement ever in history. In hi- there's people who didn't even play that they retired jerseys that are more worthy than Z. That's so disrespectful. It's true. You're talking. This, Z was what a two-time All-Star. One time, that, maybe. I know he was one time for a fact. He was one, yeah. I don't know. He might have been two. Does that matter? You're talking about a loyal guy, a guy who was, <laughs> who was seven, what two, three. Okay. Rarely got hurt. Okay. Came out there was a consistent. Sean Bradley should have his jersey retired. Come on, man. It's not the same conversation. <laughs> Z was a productive, above average. Because LeBron to... was there. No. He was an all-star before LeBron got there. Oh, then he, he was all-star with LeBron, too, then. He has two, for sure. Okay. He was an all-star, he was all-star in the star early was... 2000s. And Mo Williams got all-star, too, when LeBron was Mo there. Williams was carried to that all-star appearance, for sure. And Z wasn't? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! That's crazy. All right, no. I'm not talking about Z. Yeah, we're getting to it. To it. I'm not gonna disrespect Z though. He's a good player. Jersey retirement, good. Honestly, Jersey retirement. Just because Cleveland is such a like, he, it doesn't matter. It doesn't he matter showed Cleveland. loyalty it, to Cleveland. In his, in all the NBA, is Z. Look at everyone who's ever had their jerseys retired. No, he's not a traditionally deserving NBA player who got his jersey retired. I agree with that. That's it. That's all I have to say. He can have a retire for Cleveland because Cleveland sucks. I get that. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) But Cleveland can't have a culture of just retiring anyone's jersey just because they're not good. Well, they didn't retire Mo Williams like you said. Mo only played there for... The year LeBron was there, I mean, and Mo went to like. Didn't he go to Minnesota and like? Uh, yeah, he cooked. 60 he cooked for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, another team. He was on the Clippers for a second. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. I'm going to play a, a gem in between. I might have played this before, but this is Snake Hips and St. Rules Cruising. we got man for music khalid you want me to get into that oh yeah talk about it 
Man, that was a good project, man. Yeah. Khalid, uh, Free Spirit, it's called, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was good, man. He, he and you were right. He definitely did find his sound. I like. Um, seems more well produced than his other. Yeah. His other projects. I agree. The beats were a lot better, a lot more upbeat for him. I think I like that better. I like his upbeat stuff better. Then, well, and it doesn't have to be upbeat, but it's definitely more. There's more energy. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Cause the other his first album. Had a lot of low energy, depressing kind of stuff. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel in it. But he got big. People were feeling it. So, but um, free spirit, and yeah, man, it's not a lot of flaws. If yeah, there's it's any, just, even the songs like, like the, some of the songs, I I don't really know because I pretty much like every track. But like even a song that you might not enjoy or a person might not enjoy I, I it's hard to say that it's a really bad song yeah yeah i could <clears throat> see someone enjoying every song on here yeah. yeah for sure yeah good project Khalid. good job i don't really have anything else for music though i've still been listening to it quite a lot yeah um i haven't gotten a chance to check out anything new it wasn't really a lot to check out. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we said anything else we were gonna check out. Um, have you been following this Fifty Cent? <laughs> well, no, nah, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about some of the NBA guys that are leaving. Oh yeah, okay. Let's Since go into we it. We don't have that much music really to get into. No, yeah, any, go ahead. But uh, oh, and we need to talk about the polls too. The player polls. Right. Right. Let's actually yeah. get into the poll first. Okay. Um, so the website or I guess news media, um, the athletic came and they pulled, I believe it was 170 players. I don't remember the exact number of players. It wasn't all the amount. players though. Yeah, it wasn't all the players in the league though. It was in. No, it was like thirty between one hundred and two hundred, one hundred fifty to thirty percent of the league or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It was something like. Yeah, I mean, one hundred and seventy is like. What? That's fifteen teams, so it's like. Maybe fifty. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, and the results were interesting. Um, first one I want to talk about is the their greatest of all time votes, and the rankings go: Jordan with seventy percent, um, LeBron with eleven point six percent, and Kobe with ten percent, and then pretty much everybody else. <laughs> um, Durant had some votes. Uh, Iverson I'm sorry LeBron had 11.9% Kobe had 10.6% And Kareem had 1.7% Magic, Iverson, and Durant All had 1% Durant had a percent Who was the fucking third string scrub Who was like You know what It it had to be fucking like McKinney It could have just been Durant (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking. It probably was Durant. It was fucking. Uh, it was Looney like shit. Kevon Looney. 
<laughs> yeah, someone on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this one isn't too interesting. I think it's pretty fair. I'm I'm happy Jordan got the respect. Yeah, seventy three percent is a lot, but I'm not shocked. But that it just seems like a lot. But I get yeah. it. I think that sounds about right. Um, you know, LeBron. I get it. Young guys, probably. Um, Kobe, Kareem. Yeah, I think it's fair. That was, was probably a lot of controversy about the, it, but... the most boring, like, understandable, agreeable with list. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the the wild one. Well, to some people, it's wild. The most overrated list and underrated list, but most overrated list. It was three tiered. So the first tier. Well, the third tier was. LeBron, Harden, Ben Simmons, and Kyle Lowry. Lowry yeah. is, well, technically it's the second best name on, on this list in this top three. But to me, to me, it's my favorite. Out of this tier? Yeah. No, out of just the, everybody that's on the overrated like top three. Okay. Uh, Simmons, <laughs> like I don't really think Simmons is overrated. I feel like people know what Simmons is. I think Simmons, I think, but you know, you have to think from a player. I think if I was a player, I would think, Sim, I would say people hype Simmons up. Yeah, I could see if that. I'm, yeah, because I, like, Simmons doesn't like really, he doesn't really like go off on any teams. Like, he'll give right. you 15 and 10, but like, he'll get, he, he'll people get, get the best if of him. He play a lot. bad defense all night. Really bad defense. Yeah, you gotta yeah. give him a bunch of dunks, a bunch of transition layups. Well, I say it to say I think players get the best of him more than he gets the best of them. So I could see me if I just you know gave him thirty, and he gave me twenty and ten, and it's like you know Ben Simmons always gets the higher praise for some people, not I everyone, you, yeah. right? Obviously, if Kimba gives him thirty, it's Kimba, but. Ben Simmons still is like one of these guys everyone hypes up, um, but I get it. And he was also the rookie of the year with the Mitchell thing, so I I think the that situation goes into him being overrated a little bit. I mean, I could see why players would feel that way, because a lot of play the players said Mitchell was MVP, a lot of them. I mean, not MVP, rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, so if they picked um, him for rookie of the year and Simmons got it, they would say, "Oh, Simmons is overrated because he shouldn't yeah, have won." He was overrated in that pick for sure. Yeah, so I could see him being there. Um, yeah, Lowry, LeBron, Harden. I, Harden. I don't know why Harden is overrated is, at all. Why does Harden? Get, why does he get disrespected on two different lists? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like. You pick the year my guy averages 36 a game. I don't give a fuck how many games Chris Paul has played. He has single-handedly made them a top-tier Western Conference team. By right. himself. Yeah. And, and this year, he's overrated. And, you know, another list we're going to talk about kind of disrespected him, too. Mm-hmm. That's that just That's insanity to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Some of these motherfuckers are probably mad because they got caught the night they were guarding him. He fucking drew like six fouls on them. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like guys, guys probably 
think that he's he unfairly takes advantage of the refs and that's not real basketball and maybe that's that's where the overrated factor comes from well i I also think because he mostly plays one-on-one just in the game yeah i think a lot of the guys think out the game they could beat him one-on-one without refs so i i think that they say oh well you know he's just taking 40 shots but if i was i could just play one-on-one on on my team and take 40 shots i don't know but i don't know why he's under he's not taking 40 shots He's not. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm saying they might feel that way. Yeah, I it guess. May fe- Sometimes just a dude taking ten shots on you feels like he's taking a lot of shots in the game when you were playing. I, I just it's tough for me to think a guy like if you had told me two three years ago that Harden was going to average thirty six and he was going to tie Kobe or pass Kobe for the most thirty point games, mm-hmm. I would have been like, no way. But well, oh my God, he is—he has taken his style of play and he has just—he has just revamped it to make it unstoppable, right? Like completely unstoppable. And I know I've shitted on him in the playoffs. And if if I'm gonna overrate Harden, it's because of his playoff performances. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna discredit what he's done this year. He is hands down the MVP. Um, he has had a historic year, and I just, I just, it's it's crazy to me that players think he's overrated. Yeah. Well. Okay. So next tier, um, tier two, which was the six percent range, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns. First of all, again objectively Andrew Wiggins is probably the best name of this top three I don't know how Towns is on there at all I understand the other two but Towns what makes him overrated Towns every time I watch Towns he looks better than what I thought he was you know what I mean (laughs) yeah yeah even when I'm like oh he's soft as shit but he bangs with fucking Embiid here or he works, you know, another, like, a drum in there. Like, every time I limit Towns to something I think he can't do, he shows me that he's capable of doing it. Right. Now, is he the best big man? Probably not. Does he have flaws? Yeah, he he's played poorly in some of the bigger games. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs last year, to start the year this year, he was pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but... To, to say he's overrated, I, I, I don't really agree with that. Yeah, no. I, it's just, I don't know. There's no real flaws in his, like, skills. Yeah. In his mental, it might be flaws, right. but in his skills, he has no flaws. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't for his position. So, um, I don't I don't really get that either. Jimmy Butler is so, another uh, guy. I don't really understand how he's overrated. I understand how he's overrated, but I don't want to sound like a hater. <laughs> I I think he's overrated, so I could understand why other people think he's what overrated. What makes him overrated? Well, I don't think he's like that big of a He's not like a cornerstone piece for a team. I think he's a good <laughs> uh, do, 
Did we talk about Kawhi just me and you, or was that on the podcast? No, me and you. I I don't think I think he's kind of he's a not yeah he's a he's a good role player. That, he's but that's a, what like I don't put him above like I I never put him on Durant's level. I never put him on LeBron's level. Is he the best shooting guard in the NBA? Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, I doubt it, but he's in the top four, top five, like for certain. But some people think he's the best. Well, yeah. If, if you're thinking he's the clear-cut pick for best shooting guard, then, okay. If that's the case... <laughs> you, you've heard someone say that I before. have not, honestly. Oh, I've heard he's, someone say it. I've heard a lot of people say uh, if, it. Okay, I didn't hear this, but I understand. If you're hearing stuff like this, then, okay, I, I'll yeah. let it go. Because that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, I think Mitchell's been in the league for two years and has passed him for me. As as best two guard, I well, mean Beal and geez. Clay and those guys, I wouldn't hit, I wouldn't pick him over them. But I I get he's good. He play he plays two way. But as far as me starting a team, I would pick all three of them over him. Yeah, I got you. That's fair. And and I think that players who see how he lashes out on the other on his teammates, they might think you know Jimmy he's really not good enough to just start going off on the team. But in this situation, in the Timberwolves situation, you know, we, we already talked about that. I'm not going right, to. Yeah. yeah. In that situation. All right. So the top tier is the most dramatic Westbrook and Draymond Green. Let's. Uh, there's only one of them is dramatic. Let's be real. They're both dramatic. I don't disagree with either one of them, though. For me. Draymond, honestly. to I've me. I've talked is, about it already. Dr- Draymond is just. I mean, he's been getting worse. But Draymond, Draymond is a subject of his system. I think he, in my opinion, he always has been. But, you know, I, I get it. He got defensive player of the year, and, you know, he had a good playoffs one time. But I still, as far as. I can't, like, it's funny how people forget he was fucking cooking the Cavs uh, in game seven. Yeah, he and was. Said, like he was fucking working them. Like he had thirty. When he came back, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came back from the suspension, he had like thirty, twelve, and nine. He was gonna be the reason they won, right? He was <laughs> yeah. hitting fucking jumpers all game. Like he was just making every play. I was like, man. And he's it, since that fucking game, he's just been getting so much worse. Right. Whoever his shoot is, whoever is his shooting coach, get him out of there. Because yeah. there's no way it's the same guy working with Curry or Clay. Because his shit, he's getting more and more like a fucking. He's wearing a backpack. Yeah, and the thing is, honestly, I think there's six or seven guys who can do what Draymond does for the team. Now, I, I think skill wise, he's not much better than players. I think most of his reason why he's successful on the team is his desire to just or his will to just play D and not and sacrifice his offense. And like you said, that's he, like the key. He has to he's taken advantage of the system, which, you know, you do he does deserve credit for that. But that has mm-hmm. made him look a lot better than he actually is. Yeah, for sure. And and the the, the thing is there's just some guys who just wouldn't do nothing on offense sometimes like he does. Yeah. 
Like, Blake Griffin is not just going to go out there and just play D and not get the ball and take shots. Right. Sometimes Draymond only takes five shots in a game, but he plays a good game because he does all the other stuff. So it's not really the skill. It's his will and, you know, that's just stuff he's willing to do for the team. Yeah, I got Which you. is the valuable part about him. That's what makes him valuable to me. Um, but, okay, we're not surprised about that. I don't think anyone is really surprised Draymond is on there. Not at all. They shouldn't be. Um, okay, so Westbrook. I've talked about it on here before, but what do you think about him being number one? I'm shocked that this is a player's list. Like, I completely understand all the fucking analysts that think he's overrated. Like, no, I I think the opposite. I'm 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 shocked that the players picked him on top of this list. Why? Because I I think he's just such a dynamic player. Like, it's hard to to look at it from another player's perspective and think he's overrated. Nah. I don't think so. I think that's. I think it's easier to do that. Do all right. If honestly, if someone said, if Alfred Payton has had how many triple doubles this year? Five. Something like that. Four or five. If he said, "Man, if I played with Paul George and Stephen Adams, I'd average fifteen assists a game. Easy. I get fifteen assists, and I play with no one on the Pelicans. Nobody. Julius Randle." No, I'm I'm just speaking from a player's perspective. I'm not saying me, right? But if I'm someone like Rondo, who has had 17 assists on, like, the Bulls, who had no one, if he played with Paul George and Steven Adams, if imagine how many assists would CP average on, on the, the Thunder right now. Same as Russ. Right, easily. Easily. And if they run the um, box out thing that they do now, He'd average 10, 10 rebounds, too. I, and I think this is what players think. They say, look, the reason why Westbrook gets all this praise is because he's a triple-double machine, but he just does that because he does that. And, and they, you know, the team has this rebounding policy now that Billy Donovan has implemented where everyone else boxes out and Westbrook just runs in for the rebound, which is actually a good system. I'm not saying they do it for Westbrook. It's actually just a smart rebounding system. Yeah, they do system. it to get him in transition more often. Get him in transition, and because he's on, you know, as a guard, they teach you um, when the shot goes up, you have to get back all the time, right? Yeah. So if Westbrook's man is back. There's no one boxing Westbrook out. So when all the other players are boxing out, Westbrook has the easiest, the best chance to get the rebound. That's just, you know, logically for basketball players, that's how it is. So, that makes sense. But if other teams did that, I mean, Ben Simmons could easily average a triple-double every game. Easily. Well, I agree. The The thing that you're completely right about is the triple-doubles. Yeah. It's, but I, I agree I think with players... what you're saying, that the triple-doubles have become kind of a lot easier and they're a lot less significant. But I think players see that everyone talks about Westbrook because of triple doubles, and that to me is the problem. He's become it's almost like he's just become the triple doubles. That's kind of, that defines who he is. His his triple doubles are so much more impactful 
then bum-ass Alfred Payton, then bum-ass Ben Simmons. Like, I understand I so. what you're saying because it's like he's just defined by triple-doubles. Like, they're just stats. Are they impactful? Yes. I don't think they're impactful. They weren't impactful that first year when he was solo dolo. Did they go to the finals? You expected them to go to the finals? What was their record? They were the fifth seed. I don't remember their record, but they were the fifth seed with one great player. And a lot of people forget Oladipo was trash. And I watched the fucking games. It was not Westbrook's fault that Oladipo was trash. Okay, who and who else averaged a triple double that year? Harden. Uh, yeah, I think so. And what seed was he? Fourth. Uh, there it is. Who's who's triple doubles were more impactful that year? Harden had way a way better team than uh, Westbrook had. That's not the point. It's about the triple doubles. Now, I'm, but That's this is what people see, is. though. I man, I'm just telling you what I think players think. I don't think I I don't think players see Westbrook as this this monster because he does so so many other things terribly. He still he usually leads the league in turnovers. Usually, so does your so does the guy who took his team to a one better seed with a way better team. Of course, he didn't win MVP that year. Westbrook did, right? And led the league in turnovers. I mean, come he name was another the only MVP option. Name another MVP that could lead the league in turnovers. Name an MVP a- who was literally every time down, it was a Westbrook or a garbage shot. Or Westbrook's garbage shot. But that's going to happen when you have the ball the whole game. Man, I don't I don't think so. I mean, he, he still takes garbage shots. He had two air balls in crunch time just yesterday. Oh, I, I he, agree with you. I, I think he has flaws. I, I think there's a lot of players who are better at literally everything than Westbrook. But Westbrook does stuff all the time. He does he gets triple doubles. He's gotta get credit for that. Getting triple doubles? Yes. I know they've been no, they've been minimized, he but he still goes out and gets them every night. Because that's what the team does. He chooses to. Ben the 76ers would not win any games if Ben Simmons got triple-doubles every night. That's because Ben Simmons doesn't have the ball in his hands all game. Who does? Russell Westbrook. No, I'm, who does on the 76ers? I mean, they share the ball. What do you mean? <laughs> you said Ben Simmons doesn't have the ball all the time. Who has the ball when he doesn't have it? The other good players. <laughs> when, when does PG get the ball? What do you mean? PG was an early ca- candidate for MVP. So what are you saying? I'm saying... You said Westbrook has the ball all the time. He doesn't. PG still was an MVP candidate. I'm saying when Westbrook has made adjustments. That first year, Westbrook had the ball the whole time. Last year, Westbrook had the ball the majority of the time. Okay. This year, Westbrook has voted most underrated, overrated. So talking about this year... I, I just think this again, similar to what the disrespect that Harden got. I, I don't it's just hatred of success to me. <laughs> I don't man, I, I don't I don't think so. I really don't. I I think tell me one thing Westbrook does better than Kimba. Or Kyrie he or posts Damian. up. That, that's it? He posts up. 
He rebounds, and despite the fact that you went on your little rant about how the Thunder set him up. They do. He still goes and gets the fucking rebound. You can't tell me that they set him up for double-digit rebounds. You still have to go and get five to seven of those fucking rebounds. Oh, he does. He's usually the most athletic player on the court. Right, he's the most athletic player. There's another thing he has over those other guys. I said, what does he do better? He's he's the most athletic. That doesn't mean he's better. He finishes at the rim. Better than Kyrie? Maybe not better than Kyrie, but he's a more aggressive finisher than Kyrie. When was the last time you seen Westbrook dunk in traffic? Honestly. Dude, he's dunked. Stop. When's the last time you've seen it? I don't know. Like a month or two, probably. I don't think Westbrook does anything better than Kyrie. And I don't like, you know, I don't like Kyrie. I don't think he does anything better than Kyrie. Nothing. He d- he defends better than Kyrie. When he wants to. Every every couple possessions. Hey, man, you and this fucking NBA player, Paul, and I hate to do this because I've criticized Westbrook for the same shit that you're criticizing him for. But y'all are being disrespectful. I'm I'm saying that what the players think. I'm look. I think Westbrook. I don't know if Westbrook is overrated. Not. I don't think he's the most overrated player on the list. I could see Thank him you. on the third tier. Thank you. I don't think he should be most overrated, but I I'm not surprised that players think he is. That's all. All right. Well, I'm not surprised players players think he is. I don't. You honestly think. Um, you think Damian thinks Westbrook is better than him at anything? Anything. Yes. You think Damian believes that? Dude, Westbrook is a better passer than Dame. Come on. Do you think Damian believes yes. that, I said? He's I delusional he if he doesn't. I don't think he believes it. Get out of here. Lillard cannot defend. Kyrie is... I think Westbrook is better than Kyrie, but I think Lillard is just trash on defense. Lillard gives Westbrook 40. Lillard has done that to a lot of people. But if I'm giving you 40, how can I think you play good defense? That's what I'm saying. It, I mean, it, I'm just telling you what, what the players would think. I, I if I gave you, you 40, I'm never going to say, oh, he's one of the best defending guards in the league, but I gave him 40. Why would I say that? Because Lillard gets worked every night. Okay, but I'm not Who's gonna say Oh he plays a lot better Defense than me No one's gonna say oh, that If I'm a player I'd Shout out to the confidence But it's delusion At the same time <laughs> I don't I'm know tired man. of this fucking Everybody's talking about I can fucking get a triple double If my teammates Set me up for two rebounds Like no you fucking can't You still gotta go out And get the other eight rebounds yourself You gotta set up your teammates Despite Steven Adams is not like He's not this incredible, like, amazing GOAT finisher. So I don't understand this whole point of it's easy to get assists to Adams. Why? Adams fucking does nothing on offense. He catches alley-oops. All right, you got to throw him those fucking alley-oops. You got to get PG the ball where he can shoot it, and PG is one of the best players. So it's not like people are just leaving him the fuck open. So what are you what are you saying regarding PG? No, I'm no, I'm, I'm saying that it's disrespectful that people are assuming that 
Westbrook's triple doubles are like on the same level as Peyton, Simmons, and anybody who gets a fucking triple double. They're not. Why aren't they? Because they're he's actually dominating the game. I don't understand. I don't understand how that means he's dominating the game more than someone else who got a triple double. It's it's a different triple double when you're getting 25, 10, and 10 than when you're getting 12, 10, and 10. Okay. So the scoring you're saying because he scores more. He scores more. He, more, his, he uh, oftentimes gets more than 10 assists. And yeah, he so often he, gets more than 17 rebounds. tonight. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like I get, like I said, I would if he was at the 4.2%, I would have been like I, I get it. I completely get it. But he's the most uh-huh. overrated. Really? I I think he's the most overrated. <laughs> I think he in my opinion, I would have him on this on at least the second tier, at least. But I'm not mad that I'm not surprised that the players have him on the first. That's all. That's all I have to say. I got your back, I'm Russ. A- Let him know they're disrespectful. Turn up in the playoffs. <laughs> Prove him wrong. <laughs> all right, you watch closely in all his stats. Watch closely. I- Watch his rebounds and watch his assists. Don't worry about the points. He's going to score. The playoffs are starting, so everybody's got a clean slate as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Like, I'm not pray if, if Harden starts stinking up in the playoffs, I'm going to forget his season. I promise you. Okay. So, if Westbrook's playing like garbage, I'm going to come on here and say, you know what? I try to stand up for him and I try to look at the positive, but I was wrong. Uh, let me ask you this. How often do you see people get triple doubles and lose games? Um, anyone other than Westbrook? He gets them every other night. I I I'm asking you about other people. I'm a, when have you seen someone get a triple double and lose the game? A couple different times. It happens. How often? Rarely. I would say out of. So out of the hundred percent of all triple doubles outside of Westbrook, I would say thirty-five of the percent of those come in losses. And thirty-five of Westbrook's alone come in losses. It's different when you're Probably getting them more. every night. But they're but you're losing. He's not. That's what I'm saying. His, his triple doubles are not associated with losing. Sometimes they are. They are sometimes because sometimes he'll. Get six turnovers trying to get twenty assists. It happens all the time. Okay, we we should move on. We got some other stuff to get into. You want to talk about the cornerstone one? Uh, the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the underrated list. I I had no disagreements with at least the top three. Yeah, um, um Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Damian. Uh, maybe I maybe believe. Drew Holiday at number one is is odd. Uh, but yeah. he is a really good player. Yeah, most under. Yeah, I don't know about most underrated. I agree with the list overall, though. The tiers. I I don't know if that really even matters. The tiers matter because like, just says who voted for him most. Yeah, I get it. I'm not surprised. Um, They're all equally underrated to me. Yeah. Um. All right. So the last one is 
the I don't know what they like how, you said what who they would start a franchise with? Yeah. Okay. So Greek Freak got thirty six percent. Makes sense. I got no problem with that. Anthony Davis got ten percent and number two. Huh? What the fuck? This is where we get into the craziness. <laughs> the second Hell one. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Embiid was number three, Durant was number four, LeBron number five, Steph number six, Kawhi and Damian were tied for seven, Luka Doncic was eighth, ninth was Tatum, Paul George, Trey Young, Nikola Jokic, and Westbrooks tied for ninth, and tenth was Harden, Shea Gilgis Alexander. What the fuck? <laughs> Kyrie Irving, DeMarcus Cousins, Udonis Haslam, Shaquille Harrison, and Drew Holiday. So obviously, Shea Gildas Alexander and Shaquille Harrison are, and Udonis Haslam are just jokes. Honest, obviously, one percent, all of them got. Harden is tenth. Yeah, in the tenth tier. No, he got I'm, 1%. I'm asking, like, really? Oh, to me again. He just averaged thirty six points a game, and he's tenth. Uh now I, well, I get it. I didn't expect him to be first. The, well, the thing is, in my mind, if you ask me, I wouldn't say he's tenth. But if I look at the rest of the list, I wouldn't put him over some of these guys. You know what I mean? Like, if you said what number is he, I definitely wouldn't say tenth. But if you name these guys and I had to put him in order, he might be, uh, he might be down there somewhere. He wouldn't be at the top five. Maybe not the top seven. He'd probably be seventh for me. I'd have him over Kawhi and Damian and Doncic. But Greek Freak, Anthony Davis, Embiid, Durant, and LeBron, and Curry, they'd all be over Harden for me. For me. Uh, The other ish, the other big one, okay, that's fine. I, I, I like that reason. Seventh is yeah. Seventh is a good spot. Yeah, um, compared to the other guys. And LeBron, I mean, now, but if you told me last year, I would have said LeBron over Harden. Right. But because Harden just did this, I might have him over LeBron now, but, uh, you know, he still wouldn't be over Steph, though. Anthony Davis shouldn't be second. Okay. Just, Who should be second? Uh, any Embiid could be second, Curry. Durant. You started a franchise with Embiid over Anthony Davis? For sure. I mean, it, oh, oh, clearly we're not looking at injuries because Embiid is third. With injuries, Embiid should be last. For sure. He missed his first two. For sure. Two but clearly, <laughs> oh, okay. because Embiid okay. is in third, that has not been like they're not looking at that. Right. Because yeah, Davis, yeah. Davis is also in and out of the fucking lineup all the time. He is for sure. But man, I've never seen a more productive statistical player who impacts winning as little as he does. How many fucking <laughs> how many 40-20 games has he had in losing efforts? A lot. For sure. Yeah. We we just talked about Westbrook getting triple doubles and L's. Yeah, for sure. This is the same th- type of situation. Yeah. MB has a lot too though. A lot of them. It seems like the more points Embiid scores, the more they lose. But Embiid is a the. I feel like Embiid is one of those guys you just look at 
And it's like the skill set is all there. He could do everything as a center. Right? So, uh, so I understand the logic behind Embiid. Embiid being third? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. reason why I think Anthony Davis's defense is just as good as everyone on this list. Other than and Kawhi, And yet they I can't guess. get some more fucking wins? I don't know why they don't win. Don't give. I I'm with you on that. Right. I I can't figure that out. But if I'm starting a team, uh, I don't know, man. His offense with his defense and the way he plays in today's game, running the floor, alley oops, he could hit threes. His skill set is uh, I don't know. I'd have him. I, he'd still be probably. He'd, I don't know about second, but he'd be in my top five for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'd take Durant over. I'm Matter of fact, like, I don't know what the criteria is for this list, but clearly loyalty, isn't it, also? Because to <laughs> me, to me, loyalty right. is an important thing if I'm fucking starting a franchise. Uh, okay, so who... Give me your five, your top right, five. Greek Freak is one. I got uh-huh. no problem with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put Curry at two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put Dame at three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll say Embiid at four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put Harden at five. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Because I just... Carl Anthony Towns isn't on this list at all. That's yeah, surprising. Yeah, he, he, I, I would have been fine with him making this list. Or, I mean, I know Porzingis wasn't playing. Or Porzingis... I mean, those guys, two years ago, people were saying that they would start teams with them. Yeah. But, I mean, that was two years ago, but okay. So, you got Greek Freak, Steph, Embiid, Durant, and No, Harden. Durant. Dame. Oh, Dame and Harden. Okay, okay. I'm not mad at that. I, I, would, I would pretty much agree with that, I, I think. Um, I would have Davis in mind, though, probably over Embiid. But... Uh, I think I would go Steph, Greek Freak, Davis. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, Durant, and then um, Embiid. Mm. I feel like if you're going to put Embiid at five, he should be just over Davis. Like, if, if Embiid makes your top five... Davis is third. Mm. All right, I got you. That's fine. I think Davis can guard more positions than Embiid, too. I think Embiid has a hard time with, like, power forwards. And Davis has no hard... He doesn't have a hard time with anybody. I'll give you that. From just a skill set, I, I, I get why Davis is on the list. He's a great player. Now, obviously, obviously, there's behavioral things. If I'm really, like, a... If I'm really a team president, the list totally changes from behavior things. Yeah. Like, Davis, based off this year, is totally off my list. If I'm a real president. What was Greek Freak's percentage? 36 for first? 36, Should have been more yeah. than that. Because... Should have been more than to that? Me, to me, he is... He is... For, to, to make this choice as a first player, he is mm-hmm. so much better than every other... The other nine or what was it? Ten guys. Because uh-huh. all those other guys, I could point out one, two, three, maybe four, five things... That they're weak at. 
And Greek Freak only has Greek one. Greek Freak, you could even even though you could criticize his shooting, just how he plays, he is a perfect fit as a franchise player. Greek Freak, just to be clear, Greek Freak is the worst shooter on this entire list. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just pointing that out to you. I think Shea Gilders Alexander might even have him. <laughs> no, not definitely not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he probably could have got Alexander Haslam and Shaquille Harrison's percent, percents, all Shaquille of their one percent. Yeah. That's wild. What team is he on? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Pop quiz hot shot. <laughs> He's on the Bulls. You could have given yeah. me, you could have given me 30 guesses. It would have probably taken me like 28. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not too mad about this list overall, though. I think Steph is a little low, but I get it. You know, I I get. He messed up his ankle uh, yesterday. Oh, oh, Hearts and Golden State stopped. Right. Nah, he'll be okay. It didn't look bad. No, it didn't. And and he wasn't like in a boot or any or anything. Right. You know. Yeah, and it's not like um, they've they could get through like any round without him. To be honest, yeah, like I don't I don't uh, think they could get through a whole playoff run without him. But they could definitely get through the first right. Round but they could win a round like an individual round at some point. Yeah, I think only the first one though. Second round, yeah, I got to see who they get in the second round. Because if they yeah. get like I don't know Denver. I think they're capable of beating Denver. Without Steph? Without Steph, yeah. I think they have a hard time. It would be seven. I think it would be six or seven, but... The thing is, a lot of the rest of the West has really, really tough point guards who won't have to play any defense if Quinn Cook is out there. (laughs) Let Damian just play offense the whole game? (laughs) Uh, He already likes giving the Warriors buckets. He does, Yeah. yeah. Let Westbrook have to play Quinn Cook for the night. 40-20-20. For sure. Shout out to Nipsey. He'll be <laughs> shouting out Nipsey after that game, too. Um, yeah, but Forbes, Patrick Beverly, Shea Gilders, Alexander. Yeah, they'll be all right first round. But let him have to play. Even, even Rubio will give... <laughs> you know, a bench guy, a rough night sometimes. Rubio's, yeah, man, I've talked about it. He's a quality player, man. You you got to guard him. Yeah. You got to, like, account for him on the court. Even yeah. if he's not shooting the ball well, which he usually doesn't. Right. <laughs> D-Wade officially done, man, watching the last game. That hurt. Highlights. You know what really hurt? What? Him struggling to jump up on the fucking... Uh, <laughs> table <laughs> that was funny come on man yeah. last last fucking game you gonna you gonna do some shit like i, I know it was just like an accident but it just it just <laughs> was so cringe it was one of those like cringy all like awkward moments yeah i was just like ah oh, come on man it's your last like game like it's such a lit moment like come on you, you gotta you gotta get up there <laughs> And you had to step up there all slow. Yeah, to say that was tragic. Let's try fucking stepping up. I'm like, 
Dude, I would have stopped cheering if I was there. Like, come on, bro. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. To be honest, it hurts because uh, I would say from 06 to 2012, he was my favorite player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was to me, the most exciting player I'd probably I, – I think I'd still ever seen. Okay. Just – that's he fair. was 6'4". He played like he was fucking LeBron <laughs> at his peak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was, he was you know, getting blocks. He was dunking on the top-tier defenders at 6'4". Mm-hmm. Keep in mind. Mm-hmm. It's one thing LeBron dunking on Nurkic. Yeah, whatever. He's fucking 6'10". Even Kobe was 6'7", you know, a little bit bigger. But at six four to to be a dominating paint player, that that's yeah. tough. I always said I think Wade was probably the best dunker out of all the guards in the yeah. league at the time, and, and he was just a such an exciting player. Like he just made yeah, the game was. so exciting. The way his dominating performances were so exciting to watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Durant at times. He'll get 35, and no disrespect to Durant from here at this, but it's just a bunch of jumpers, a bunch of pull-ups, some free throws, and, like, an open dunk. Like, D-Wade has to fucking hit. He has to spin KG around, then he'll drop Ray Allen, he'll fucking dunk on Rondo, and then he'll dunk on KG. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so exciting. Yeah, it sucks that he's gone, man. He's one of my favorite players. Mm -hmm. He's he's the only guy whose jersey I have that you have right now. Yeah, I have his. I've had his jersey since uh, since '09. Uh, I barely wear it because it's huge, but you know, it's he was just that exciting of a player. I had to get it. I had one back in the day. I when I was younger, I had one. He he was the man. His his six sure. finals run, uh, like was one of the most dominating single season single playoff runs I'd ever seen. Yeah, it was tough. Like, he, he and, was and tough. I had to when I was younger. I used to try to convince myself and other people that he was better than Kobe, even though it it was never true. Um, <laughs> but I just like yeah. he was my favorite guy. Yeah, so yeah. I was just kind no, of you, you got to do that for your yeah, guy. I would stand up for yeah. him, and, yeah. and I always came back to you know his 06 run was better than any of Kobe's final runs. Right. Yeah, it um, was. But yeah, man, there's a lot of guys retired. It hurts. <laughs> real, real quick, off topic. <laughs> what? Delon Wright just set a Memphis Grizzly record for most triple doubles in a season. <laughs> He's only been on the team for like 20 yeah, games. That's crazy. 13, 13, and 11. Yeah, good for him. They beat the Warriors by 20 with Durant there. Why is Durant playing? Well, they're like, they're only like a game above uh, Denver, I the think. The Nuggets? Um, well, no, is it a few more than that? Yeah, there are a couple, oh, okay. yeah. Durant didn't need to play, but he played. He had a lot of points. I mean, he had a good game too. Not a lot, but um. let's talk about Dirk, though, man. He's he's another one, big, another big name. 
Yeah, man. I grew up with Dirk, man. Um, I lived in Texas at the time, and I went to a school where a lot of, a private school where a lot of the uh, families at school had season tickets. And they would take me a lot to a lot of the games. I saw, I went to a couple of playoff games when they played San Antonio. Um, I went to a couple of games the year they won. Um, yeah, man, I seeing Dirk up close is just, it was really fun to watch, man. Dirk was a guy, he changed the game. He truly did. Yeah, man. All these guys, these big men shooting threes because Dirk. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I always say this, but. Nash and Dirk were kind of the first Splash Brothers for me, man. They were knocked down. Two players on the team who were both arguably in the top five shooters in the league. They were the first people I well I saw like that. Of course, there's some way back, but at that that time, and then they got Finley, and Finley was another one of the guys, the people that was one of the best shooters in the league. Yeah, it, it was. It was fun watching Dirk play, man. It was um, he's a top twenty player of all time to me. Yeah, he is, and he, and it's because of his impact yeah, for me, exactly. for sure. At his peak, I don't really like K- versus KG. I don't really think at their peaks. I don't think he was better than KG. Right. But he obviously he stayed. He stuck around a lot longer. Like you said, he had yeah. a lot more of an impact on how basketball is played. Yeah, they. I think they had equal impact, but in different ways, of course. It, now, now, because the game is more like Dirk, is his impact, but the unicorns and stuff is KG's impact. You know, yeah. like big men handling the ball is kind of KG, right, right. but big men shooting all Dirk for sure. Yeah, all Dirk. And, and I hate. And, and I don't even remember. Go ahead. I don't even remember who, like, started doing it after Dirk. Like I don't. It seemed like it went from Dirk, and then all of a sudden everyone was doing it. Like, it was no other person in between. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember Durant was was kind of the next, like, trailblazer for bigger guys handling the ball and shooting. Yeah. Yeah. But Durant, Durant's one of those weird guys, like, yeah, he's seven feet, but he plays like a guard. Mm -hmm. Dirk was just a shooter. He didn't play like a guard. Right. Yeah. So it's still different, I don't. I, I Aldridge kind of came in shooting mid range, but not not threes. Not threes. Yeah, I, I can't think of anyone else who shot threes like Dirk at that size. Um, until you know, guys got older and started shooting threes at the end of their career and stuff. Big guys. Yeah. Well, um, Rasheed Wallace was 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 kind of ahead of his time with that. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, I I guess it was different because I don't think anyone thought. Someone could be the best player on the team doing yeah. that. Because Rashid was always like a role player that did right. that. I mean, he was good, one of the better players, but not the best. And Dirk being the star of the team doing that was weird. And then being a white star of the team doing that was even weirder yeah. at the time, you know? His, his 2011 run, even though like it, people acknowledge it, is so slept on to me. Because he, why do you think it's he took one? out Kobe, he took mm-hmm. out KD and Russ. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. remember who he played in the first round. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But either. still, that's right there. And then he, on top of that, he took out the big three. He yeah, re- he like he 
he outplayed guys that were the faces of the league in one yeah, like the probably you know top five of the top ten guys. Yeah, all in one. He year. outplayed them. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, like that. That that is huge. Yep, um, it was huge. But yeah, man, great guy, great great player. Yeah, he's definitely top four at his position for sure. At the power forward, I can't name. I don't think I can name five guys over yeah. him that I would put over him in greatness. Uh, we could talk about some of the some of the smaller guys uh, next episode. <laughs> Since All right, we're getting yeah. pretty far on time. We I do want to talk about a little bit of the movie that we wanted to get into. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that separately, so people don't have to listen to it after right. this. We can make another recording. We're gonna record a, a full us breakdown at, after this. But yeah, you got anything else for today, though? You got a gem? Um, uh, no, I don't have a gem today. Okay, uh, I'll come back Sorry. with two next uh, Sunday. All right. Um, I feel like there was something else we were supposed to talk about. Um, maybe not. All right. Well, I, I got I got one more gym that just dropped. This is um, dysfunctional by Catronada and Van Jess.
So, <clears throat> we got into a lot today, uh, sports, so. Yeah, I had a lot of ranting to do. Yeah. You, uh, take away you got anything, anything else? If you take away anything from this podcast, be careful how you uh, handle yourself in public. Oh, for it sure. it reflects on you, it reflects on the people around you, and it, some of these guys in high-end positions... It seems like they aren't aware of that. For sure. For sure. Good call. Um, I got a good throwback, man, in honor of Magic and the Lakers. Um, but uh, check out our full Us breakdown after this. And um, I'm going to post it separately. So uh, until next time. Thank you guys for listening. Yep.
No good. 